stand for the word of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bible, you can turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. If you have your, your phone or your device or whatever, you can turn to that. If you don't have any of those, you can just look at the screen. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. Amen. Let's lift our hands one more time and just love the Lord in this place. week, um, probably, I don't know if it was before the wedding or during that time, as Sister Michael was home, I'm thankful she's home, and uh, uh, we received a, uh, an envelope from Sister Stanley, uh, Brother Stanley's wife, Sister Glenda Stanley, and uh, she wrote us a note and said that she was going through some of her... Um, files and boxes and stuff, and she found something that may be in, of interest to our church and to me. It was a, a June, the uh, June 1973 edition of the Apostolic Sentinel, and this is uh, what uh, the Texas District has put out for many years, and uh, on the cover of it was a picture of Brother Dylan, and there was an article about him that was, uh, if I can find this, I'm showing to Sister Geneva before church. Um, they were writing an article about a uh, founder's banquet that was being had here at the church on April the 6th of 1973 in honor of Brother Dylan's years of being the pastor. And so there's there's a lot of things in here that uh, talks about the Founders Day and Brother Dylan's ministry and all that, and, and it was awesome. It looks like it's almost brand new. It don't even look like it's been been read or folded or anything like that. And uh, so, uh, but she said, "What would?" may be also interesting to us is that also in this is an article that was written by my dad and uh, I just read this and it just touched my heart because I was sharing with sister uh, Geneva Sisk before church we don't know how God orchestrates things and puts things together 1973 my dad had uh, just gotten into church. He received the Holy Ghost in 1966, so he had only been in the church about nine or ten years. Uh, I'm sure that, I don't know if he had ever come in contact with Brother Dylan, and I'm sure that he never thought that I would be the pastor of this church, and he would share a periodical 
with the founding pastor of this church. And uh, I just thought that was pretty cool. What do you think? What a great heritage we have here at Moss Hill. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the heritage of Brother Dylan, and I'm thankful for uh, the heritage of Brother Wallace. And uh, we have a great church here, and we have had great pastors here in this church. Amen. And uh, I hope I can just do a little bit of what what these great men have done. Amen. And uh, so, so just wanted to share this with you. If you want to see it. Um, I'll make you put on some gloves or something. You know how they do. You know how they do in, with archives and all that. You know, because I don't think there's any any folds or bins or fingerprints or anything in this. And so, thought that was pretty neat. Second Timothy chapter three, verse twelve and fourteen. God laid this scripture on my heart uh, this past week. I've never preached from this passage of scripture and possibly never heard. Uh, I don't know if I've heard anybody preach from it, but you may have. It's just a, just a little bit of, of, of God's wisdom and understanding in here. And uh, it's the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. And uh, he says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and uh, verse 12, he says, uh, Yea, and all that will live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. How many understand that? All that live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. He says, in verse 13, he says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived and he says in verse 14 but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them and uh, what God has uh, impressed in my spirit was this uh, 14th verse of this chapter he encourages Timothy, he says, uh, uh, continue in the things thou hast learned and hath been assured of. And I want to talk to us just for a little bit on this subject tonight, assured. Amen. Why don't we lift our hands and ask God's blessings to be with us in this place right now. We love you, Jesus. Lord, we're thankful for your mercy and your grace. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, let your power, let your glory, let your spirit move into this sanctuary. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just love the Lord just for a few minutes. We love you, Jesus. Step across the aisle and shake somebody's hand. 
Tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Assured means to be, Sister Kayla, if you thank you for putting that up there, means to be certain, sure, secure, or to have a guarantee. And uh, as I began to think about that word, I began to think there is not much that we can be assured of in this world. There's not much that is certain, sure, secure or comes with a guarantee the promises of presidents politicians and world leaders often fade with the same breath they are spoken amen we are not assured of anything that they say i hope you i hope you're not disappointed to understand that amen the scripture tells us that the time we are living in now is perilous. Amen. And it also tells us that our world is not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. And it is. You can look at the things that are going on in our world. And you can look at all the things that are taking place. And, and, and I don't see any improvement. Amen. I don't, I, I don't care if the... Uh, uh, Republicans get back in office. I don't care if the Democrats get back in office. I don't. I don't care if uh, 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 Biden is reelected or Trump is or uh, DeSantis or whoever it is. Um, that's not going to cure the perilous, uncertain times that we are living in. And regardless of who is is running the show, it's. Things are just going to get worse. They're not going to get better. And this was the case in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Uh, the apostle would write to Timothy and he would warn him. He wanted him to understand there was going to be persecution. That there would be evil men and seducers. And that... Uh, they would wax worse and worse, the scripture says. And they would deceive and they would uh, be deceived. But the apostle Paul would tell Timothy to, to continue thou in the things which thou had learned and hast been assured of. You say there were some things that Timothy understood, and there were some things that he had learned, no doubt from the apostle, no doubt from other men of God, no doubt from other teachers, that, that he could uh, uh, put his foundation on. These were things that were certain. These were things that were sure. These were things that were 
uh, uh, secure. These were things that would come with a guarantee. And so I stand here tonight with the same message that Paul had to Timothy to the church, and it's simply this. Continue in the things that you are assured of. If you hear something that raises a question in your heart and in your spirit, if you hear something that you don't quite understand, if some man or some woman or the Bible says if any angel comes preaching anything else, Besides what you have learned and what you have been assured of, you know what? We need to steer away from those things. So I'm giving us a warning tonight, just as uh, uh, Paul gave Timothy. We lean on the things that are guaranteed. We lean on the things that are certain and sure and secure. Because there are going to be we will face persecution. I believe that. If Paul would tell Timothy, not just years after Jesus was crucified and years after the resurrection and, and just years after he had ascended to heaven and just years after uh, the pouring out of the Spirit, if he would tell him, you're going to face persecution... I don't think there would be any different for the church today. If he would say, there's going to be evil men and seducers that are going to come. There are evil men and women and seducers that speak ungodly doctrine and dogma and things that are against the principles of of the word of God. Hallelujah. I don't want to go against anything that I've already learned. You see what happened in uh, this sentinel. This, this, this gentleman who's on the cover of this sentinel. June 1973. He taught some things in this church. He taught some things that we could be assured of. And he taught some principles that were uh, guaranteed and they were certain and they were secure. Hallelujah. Brother Wallace followed after him and he did not change the message. He did not change what he had learned. But he began to preach and teach the things that he was assured of. So we can't change the doctrine that we have learned. We can't change the principles that have been taught. We can't change the things that we are assured of. Hallelujah. Even though there are evil men. Even though there are seducers. Even though our world and men and situations are going to wax worse and worse and worse. Hallelujah. Even though we might face persecution. I believe the church will face persecution. The Bible says that we will be hated of all nations for what, Brother Austin? His namesake. We will face persecution. But I believe in all those things that we can 
continue in the things that we have learned and we can continue in the things that we have been assured of. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful there are many things in God's word. There are many promises. There are many certainties. There are many secure things. There are many promises and guaranteed. There are many things that we can be assured of in 2023. I know it seems like there may not be much in the world that we can hang our hat on. There might not be a lot of certainty in this uncertain world that we are in. But I want to preach to us just for a little bit tonight and tell us we have a God that is assured us in some promises. There are some principles in his word that we can stand on. And that's all the apostle wanted Timothy to understand. Don't do anything different. Don't change your message. Method might change. Message doesn't change. Don't change what you've been taught. But stand on the foundation of the things that you have learned. Because they are secure. They are certain. They are guaranteed. And they are sure. Amen. How many believe that tonight? So just a few minutes tonight, I want to share some things that God has laid on my heart. And there may be some more that we could add to this list, but these are the ones that God has highlighted to me that I want to share to us. Some things that are certain, some things that are sure, some things that are secure, some things that are guaranteed. Number one is this. We can be assured of God's presence. I'm thankful that he will never leave us or forsake us. And I have a necessity. I don't know about you, but I have a necessity to have the presence of God to be manifested in my life every day. How about you? We can be assured of God's presence Moses would not go forward until he was assured that God's presence would be with them. Exodus chapter 33 and 13 through 15 says, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee and that I might find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And listen to what Moses said to God. He said, if thy presence go not with me, carry us up not hence. I want God's presence to be with me. I'm here to tell you that we can be assured that God's presence will always be with us. Hallelujah. 
We don't have to just feel him in church. We don't just have to feel him on a Sunday morning. We don't just have to feel him in a prayer meeting. But we can be assured that God's presence will always be with us. Hallelujah. And we need to have the spirit of Moses that says, God, if you're not going, I'm not going either. If you're not going with me, I'm not going either. If your presence will not go before me, carry me not there. I do not want to be there unless your presence is with me. We can be assured of God's presence. The believer can be assured of joy in God's presence. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 16 and 11 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there is pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the joy that comes by being in the presence of God. The sinner and the saint can be assured of a refreshing found in God's presence. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. There is refreshing in the presence of the Lord. There is strength in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. There is comfort in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We can renew ourselves. We can have a refreshing of the Holy Ghost in the presence of the Lord. We can be assured of God's presence. I'm thankful for that. We can be sure, assured of God's protection. The prophet Isaiah assured Israel of God's protection when he said, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is in me, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. We got an assurance. There's no weapon that can destroy us. If there's no weapon that can destroy us, Brother Anthony, there's no enemy that can destroy us. There is no tongue that shall rise against us in judgment. Hallelujah. This is the heritage of the servants of God because our righteousness cometh from the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that my righteousness cometh from Him. I'm thankful I am assured of God's protection that He will always be with me. David was assured that God's presence would be a rock, 
a shelter, and a strong tower. He wrote in Psalms chapter 61 and 2 and 3, he said, from the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. How many has ever been there? He would say, when my heart is overwhelmed, how many has ever been there? He said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He would say in verse 3, for thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that we are assured of the protection that we have. He is our rock. Come on, he is our rock. He is our shelter. He is our strong tower. We got an assurance of the protection of the Lord. And if that's not enough for you, listen to the words of Jesus. Jesus said, we are assured of protection of the Father's hand. He said in John chapter 10 and 28 through 30, he said, And I give unto them eternal life, that they shall never perish. Neither shall any man be plucked. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Jesus said we have an assurance of protection of the Father's hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell somebody it's going to be okay. I'm here to tell somebody in the middle of a trial and a tribulation it's going to be all right. I'm here to tell somebody in the middle of sickness and want and heartbreak it's going to be okay because you are in the hand of the Father. He would say in verse 29, he would say, My Father which give me them is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And then he would say in verse 30, I and my Father are one. Hallelujah. I and my Father are one. There is protection in the hand of the Father. There is protection in the hand of the Father. We are assured. We are certain. We are guaranteed. We have a hope. Everything is going to be all right because when you're in the hand of the Father, hallelujah, you might want to be in the hand of the government, you might want to be in the hand of those things that you think are secure around you. You might feel like you want to be in the hand of, uh, uh, of the natural things that you can create by yourself. I want to be in the hand of the Father. I have an assurity. I have an assurance that I have protection when I am in the hand of the Father. Hallelujah. The protection that the Father gives us tells us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. 
It tells us that no tongue shall rise up against us. It tells us that we have a rock that is higher than I. That we have a shelter that we can run to. That we have a strong tower from the enemy. And if those things are not enough, I'm in his hand. What an assurity that we have tonight. What an assurance we have. Oh, we have a certainty. We have a secure place. We have a guarantee. We can be assured of God's provision. He gives us His presence. He gives us His protection. He gives us His provision. When Abraham laid his only son Isaac on the altar of sacrifice, he was assured that God would provide. Genesis chapter 22 and 8 through 14 says, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. Abraham didn't see the lamb. He didn't know where it was going to come from, Brother Austin. He didn't know where the provision that God was going to make and how it was going to be. But before they headed up to that mountain to sacrifice, he made a statement. My son, it's going to be okay because God himself will provide a lamb. Verse 9 says, And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son, all the while believing God was going to provide. All the while believing it was going to be okay. All the while believing, hallelujah, it's not over because God said it wasn't over. And I've got an assurance that God is going to provide himself a lamb. And as Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son, verse 11 says, The angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here I am, God. I've been waiting on you. (laughs) I've been waiting on you to show up, but I'm going to be faithful and obedient till you do. I knew that you were going to do it. I knew that you were going to come through. I knew that you were going to make a way. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell somebody that God is going to make a way. God is going to show up in your uncertainty. God is going to do something supernatural in your behalf. The angel said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou any thing unto him. 
For now I knowest that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from him. Verse 13 says, And Abraham lifted up his eye and looked and beheld him a ram caught in the thicket by the thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him upon the burnt offering instead of his son. You believed it, Abraham. You said it was going to happen before you ever ascended to the mountain of sacrifice. You said God would provide a lamb. Hallelujah. And caught in the thicket was a ram that you gave as an offering instead of your son. Verse 14 says, And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, it shall be. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell somebody, no matter the need, great or small, whether it be healing, financial, or deliverance, hallelujah, we got an assurance of God's provision. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that will provide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, we've got some things that we can be certain of. we got some things that we can stand on. We've got some foundations that we have learned, that we have uh, taught, that been taught, that we need to continue in. Hallelujah. We need to continue in the things that we have learned and the things that we have been assured of. We have been assured that God's presence will be with us. We have been assured, hallelujah, that God's protection is available. We have been assured that God's provision is for His church and for His children. Hallelujah. If you believe that, I wish you'd lift your hands and give God. Come on, somebody lift your hands and give God the best praise that you can give Him in this place. Finally, we can be assured of God's peace. God has assured to bless His people with not just peace, but with perfect peace if they will trust in Him. Why is our world in so much turmoil? Because there is no peace. Why are things getting worse, not better? Because there is no peace. Why is nation against nation and 
people against people and race against race and, 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 and hatred and all these things. Why are they demonstrating their selves so prevalent in our world today? Because there's no peace. There's no peace in the natural and there's no peace in the spiritual. The perfect peace that God assures to bless his people with is not necessarily freedom from strife and civil disobedience. It's not necessarily having everything go our way and everything just being just right. It's not necessarily being exempt from the attack of the enemy. Remember, remember what Paul told of Timothy. Those that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. Amen. You can define persecution however you want to. I define it as anything that's contrary in my life that's opposed to God's plan and God's direction and God's purpose. I may have persecution from those out there that don't believe they hate because of his namesake or there may be a time that we are persecuted Physically, I don't know. I don't know what's going to take place. But there are times when my spirit is warring against another spirit. There's a time when I know I'm going in God's will, but all hells are coming against me and trying to push me the other direction. There are times when I know that God has spoken a word for us and the church and for you and for your lives, but it seems like everything is falling apart. I define that as persecution. Anything that's contrary to God's will in your life will be persecution. perfect peace that God has promised us is not freedom from strife civil disobedience or persecution that comes against us but it's a perfect peace that in the middle of the trial the storm the attack the assault from hell in the middle of knowing that you're doing everything right and hell's trying to turn you around so that you'll do everything wrong. Hallelujah. You know what? You can be content and you can have perfect peace knowing that you are in the will of God. Hallelujah. A perfect peace. Perfect peace comes because we trust in Him. Isaiah said in Isaiah 26 and 3 and 4, he said, thou, thou will keep him in perfect peace 
whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. The Apostle Paul assured us of peace in the kingdom of heaven. He said in Romans chapter 14 and 17, he says, For the kingdom of heaven of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I, I just want to remind somebody in this place today. I, I, I don't know who it is that you may have served God for, for, for 50 years or 50 minutes or, 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 or just a few days. I don't know who it is. But I, I, I want you to understand. We've got to understand. We've got to stand on the things that we have learned. When we go through trial and tribulation... When we go through sickness, heartbreak, trial, and loss, Brother Austin, we often have good words for somebody else. When they're going through it, we have all the wisdom in the world. When they're going through the heartbreak and the trial and the loss and the sickness, we can encourage them through the Scripture. We can encourage them through the word. We can pray for them. We can talk all the things that God has promised they would do. But let the tables be turned, Brother Gresham, just for a moment. When sickness hits us at our front door, when loss hits us where we live, when we lose our job or we're facing financial certainty, do we still stand on the things that we have learned? Do we put our assurance on the things that we have been taught? Do we continue in the things that we have learned and that we are assured of? Hallelujah. I believe God is trying to tell His people. He's trying to tell this church there's no turning back. There's no stopping. There's no looking around us. We're not going a different direction, but we're going to stand on the things that we have learned. We're going to stand on the promises of God. Hallelujah. I've learned a lot of things through His Word. Come on, I've learned that every promise in the book is mine. I've learned that I, the righteous will not be forsaken and his seed will never bear bread. I, I, I've learned, hallelujah, that we, he will heal our bodies and he will strengthen us. I've learned that he will provide all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. I've learned some promises from the Word of God. And there's some things that I am assured of. Hallelujah. So I'm not turning around. I'm not turning back. 
I'm not looking behind me, hallelujah, but I'm going to continue. Though there be persecution, though there be deceivers, though there be evil men, though our world wax worse and worse, hallelujah, I'm going to continue. I'm here to tell somebody. I'm encouraging somebody in the Holy Ghost today. Continue in the things that you have learned and the things that you are assured of. I picked four out of the Bible, and there's probably 400 more. There's more things that we could be assured of. There's more promises that we can be assured of. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes against you, get the word of God out and remind the enemy and remind God of the things that he has promised and the things that we are assured of. I've been reminded of the la- in the last few weeks when I was praying. If you could stand if you want to, if you can. Of the words that I have mentioned, I mentioned in the past, Sister Joy Haney, a great patriarch of the faith, passed away a few months ago. Her children shared videos of her, and they would ask, Mom, how do you stand on the promises of God? How do you see things take place? How, do you, how does God answer your prayers? How can you be a woman? Of such faith. And she simply said this. When I pray. I remind God. Of his promises. Brother Austin. What she was simply saying is this. I'm continuing. In the things that I have learned. And what I. Am sure of. And the promises of God. Are sure. The promises of God are yea and amen. The promises of God are going to be from everlasting to everlasting. So I encourage you, remind God of His promises. Remind Him of the things that you are assured of. The word assured means to be certain, sure, secure. Or to have a guarantee. Amen. You know what my Bible says? God's not a liar. And he's not a man who can lie. Men do lie. But God doesn't lie. And the enemy, he is a liar. He is the father of all lies. So when the enemy of your soul comes against you. Remind him, you're a liar. I'm assured of that. That's what the Word of God says. Remind him that his word, that God's Word is true. I'm assured of that. God's Word is true. His Word will never return void. Remind God and remind the enemy of what you are assured of. I'm thankful that we have some things that are certain, some things that are secure, some things that are guaranteed.
I picked out four, and there probably could be 400 or 800 or 1,000 more things that we could stand on. But I just wanted to, us to, a reminder tonight. Continue in the things that you have learned. And hath been assured of. Then the apostle added this last part, and I think it's just as powerful. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. I've learned some things. I've learned some things from men of God who have preached and spoken words into my life. I've learned some things from... Bible studies and teaching and studying God's word. I've learned some things from the voice of God speaking into my spirit like Brother Kyler says happened Sunday in his lesson. I've learned some things. I know of whom thou hast learned these things from. So that's a warning too. So be careful. Don't just listen to anybody. Don't just listen to anything. Don't take advice from any Tom, Dick, and Harry. But allow somebody to speak into your life who's vested in you, who has prayed for you, who has an interest in your life. Hallelujah. I want somebody to speak into me that I know is going to fight for me. And going to pray for me. And is going to love me. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. We learn them from him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wish we would lift our hands and just love the Lord in this place tonight. We love you Jesus. Reach over to somebody beside you and just pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost on them. Sister Geneva, there's some things that you have learned and some things that you're assured of. And those things are going to carry you through. Brother Lonnie, there's some things that you are assured of. And these promises are going to carry you through. Brother James, there's some things that you have learned and some things that you are assured of. Even though you may not understand what's going on. Hallelujah. He said, continue in those things. When you continue, that means you don't stop. You don't throw in the towel. You don't turn around. You don't give up. Regardless of the persecution. Regardless of the evil men and seducers. 
regardless of things are waxing worse and worse. We continue. I want to continue in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands one more time and give God praise in this place. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for your spirit, God. Thank you for the things that we have. There are some things that you've given us, some promises that are certain, some promises that are sure, some promises that are secure, some promises that are guaranteed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. 